Blog Talk Radio. This is Creativity and Play. Welcome to our first show of 2013. I'm Steve Dahlberg. And I'm Mary Alice Long. You can find us online at creativityandplay.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Creativity Play and download archived editions on iTunes. Our guests today on Creativity and Play are Jorge Gorciaga and Miguel Cortez. They are both with CASA, which is a nonprofit with a strong presence working in the poor communities of Juarez, Mexico. Jorge's work there is with high schools to incorporate social-emotional learning, and Miguel has led efforts at CASA to to create play centers and promote play uh, in the community. Both of our guests teach university-level courses in education and community education, and they also have a relationship with the Eastside Institute in New York City, which promotes the idea of social therapy. We met Jorge and Miguel this past October at Performing the World in New York City, and we are delighted to catch up with them today on Creativity and Play. So, Jorge and Miguel, welcome to Creativity and Play. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Miguel, if, if you would uh, tell us a little bit about uh, CASA, first of all, which we mentioned in the opening, and the work that you're doing um, with both children and adults, and particularly the role of play within that work as a tool to engage all ages of people. Well, CASA started uh, 18 years ago. It was um, funded by uh, Teresa Almada, who's the director and she's a leader in Juarez and youth development. Um, it was created um, to, well, basically try to get to the most vulnerable youth. Um, and um, 20 years ago, she saw um, gang violence, violence um, just um, growing and decided that she um, needed to do something about it. She was along with other colleagues, and that's how CASA was born. And the work that you're doing now, can you say a little bit about that with with CASA? Yes. Well, we have three areas of um, of, uh, of of work. One is specifically with children, which is where I work directly. And there we try to provide environments where children can uh, learn and play. And um, we get children every day um, in the afternoons after school, and uh, they spend a little bit of time um, well, basically doing all kinds of play. They uh, would have uh, activities, we have crafts, we have free play, and uh, we try to provide a safe environment uh, for children to be together and, and have fun and, and learn together, which is very significant for our city, uh, given the the, the uh, conditions of violence. Then we have another group that does community work, and they go out to the streets, um, meet youth, meet people who work with youth, and they try to um, bring them to our center and have different activities such as um, hip-hop workshops, graffiti workshops. Um, we provide 
uh, group work and um, and in a similar way, um, my colleague Jorge um, led a, a program where they went to high schools and basically brought that community approach to high schools. So now we have um, high school students creating pro environmental projects, creating arts projects in, in their school, which is something unique, uh, given um, there's in our schools no um, uh, uh, no classes for arts, no space for arts or creativity. And so we um, uh, all together, uh, we're uh, an organization of around 30 people just working hard to um, provide alternatives for youth that um, especially poor in poor communities where um, they don't have a chance other than perhaps going to school and maybe going to factory work. Um, in our city has uh, one of the large, it, it has one of the largest uh, maquiladora uh, air, um, work areas in, in the country. And so um, a lot of youth just basically see that as their option and we try to broaden that with the activities we do and, and, and the educational opportunities we try to provide. Thank you, Miguel. Uh, Jorge, uh, you know your picture of you and Miguel on the, our site is so mi mirroring of your love of play, both of you, and the importance of play. And <clears throat> I know that you're a founding member of the Fred Newman Social Therapy Center in Warren, so I wonder if you can tell us about how play um, is really the the umbrella for all of social therapy your social therapy work and your work in with casa and um so the importance of play and and about Fred Newman and your social therapy center could you tell us more about that well the the social therapy center the, the Fred Newman center is uh, a space for for us who who work with the people with the young people in our organizations, and it's especially a space for for growth and development. And also play, it's very important because it's uh, one way that we can talk about our problems or the problems for the people that affect us. And uh, this is a very conversational and playful space that we can share that problems and also to um, have a review how how that problems affect us in our life, and also well uh, to build some tools to work with, and all that process is very cons constructive for us, and um, let us work with more tools that also is a result for uh, work with the people. So uh, in in that process, the play it's uh, very important because we take that that uh, seriously, but also it's a different way that we can uh, talk about that problem. And who is Fred Newman? 
Can you tell us a little bit about Fred? Yes. He's the creator of, of social therapy, which is an approach to um, to uh, human development that is um, brings together people um, so that they can construct every session new ways of, of talking and new ways of performing um, their lives. And so um, when we created this, uh, Jorge and I both uh, have gone to the Inside, Inside Institute um, I did six years ago, and Jorge uh, to the international class. Jorge is a, a current member, and there we just um, learned this methodology, which really has transformed the way we we work and the way we play. And uh, so, in honor of, uh, of, uh, of social therapies. Um, Creator, we named the, the our, our center, the Fred Newman Center, which is the first uh, kind of its uh, it's the first one in its kind in in, in Mexico. Great. Can you um, say something, uh, sort of building on on what you're describing about social therapy? How is that different than what people might normally? associate with therapy, a therapy session. What what happens differently in a social therapy session? Well, what, what we do is um, each week we get together and um, we um, create a circle and um, we start approaching someone who will share uh, um, Something he wants, he or she wants to work on. Something maybe it, it might be a problem. It might be something that um, they need uh, to grow. You know, maybe some we um, some of our members are artists, so some of them get uh, frustrated by um, the bureaucracy they have to engage sometimes to do their work in the university or in um, finding spaces to create, a, to do their work. And so uh, we'll start and um, we'll try to um, find new ways of, of speaking about um, those um, difficulties. We, and it's a creative process in that um, each member will try to um, build with what the other members are are saying in a very improv kind of way, and so just as in, as an improv, um, someone an actor might start a scene, and um, others start building around that scene, and you'll end up with something that nobody expected, something new, something that um, most of the times is very exciting. Sometimes. It might not be as exciting, but it's something different. And so we that's a way of discovering new things, um, which in traditional therapy we might try to analyze or go, um, you know, uh, try to find the origins of, of that problem. And so this is a, a different type of activity 
but which also results in a therapeutic um, um, uh, result for for us as a group. Yeah, but also we are uh, we are um, colleagues. I mean, in in the work, but also we are friends. And in the traditional way, we we cannot be friends if we are in therapy. And this is an important thing because uh, we are trying to help the other people, but also with that problem that affects us in a different way, we also are helping us to to have these um, conversations that in some way we call it revolutionary conversations because there's a, a theme or an issue that we are talking about uh, uh, as a group and we try to find different kind of solutions playing with different uh, themes of the problem which help us to uh, see different um, um, views of the same problem so we can uh, reach for different kind of solutions or ways to um, to try that problem. And you've and had I, a relation... Go ahead. Just to follow up with... Uh, your relationship that you've had with the Eastside Institute here in the United States in New York and with the uh, late Fred Newman um, who helped create this this um, approach of social therapy. What has it meant to, to build this relationship between the United States and Mexico around doing this work together? Um, if, if I recall correctly, you've obviously been here several times, but you've also had colleagues from the United States come and work with you in Mexico. So what what does that relationship help you do differently um, in the work that you're doing in Juarez? Well, I say it's been a great, great, great experience. Um, one of the, the main um, builders of social therapy is... Uh, Lois Holtzman, and also Karen Loveman, who you, you had in, in, in your show. And uh, they've been to Juarez. They've um, they taught us um, our, our tradition, the tradition that, that uh, Jorge and I grew up with, comes from critical pedagogy, uh, uh, which um, in a way... It, um, uh, the community work is driven by uh, trying to help people have consciousness of how um, uh, oppressive structures limit them. And this is a very um, mental, very analytic type of process that, that you do as a group. Um, in Lois and, and, and Karen's visits and, and what we learn and what we try to bring here is that you can do that also playfully. It doesn't have to be sitting around and, and, and trying to um, uncover hidden things, but actually by um, performing different situations, by doing games, by allowing people to experience themselves differently, um, those very things get challenged. <laughs> and so um, that's been a, a new and different experience uh, for me. I, um, I I was an undergrad at the University of Texas at El Paso, and then uh, eventually uh, did uh, go to a graduate program. So I was very familiar with uh, academic academic 
um, psychological um, type of work, which when um, uh, in, in Latin America that's difficult because a lot of universities just basically um, translate the works of, work of people in other parts of the world and just begin to apply it without um, um, uh, trying to adapt it. And so a lot of people here in, in Latin America and in, in, in Mexico are suspect of um, theories from other parts. Uh, but that's not been our experience with social therapy because the, the creating or, or doing social therapy involves people um, building together um, uh, relationships, building, it's, it's an activity. So um, it, it's not just bringing theories and translating them and using them. So um, um, yeah, it, uh, what we built, for example, uh, um, in, in performing the world is this huge space for performance, and we were part of that, and we 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 tried to bring other people from from uh, Mexico and from Juarez, and uh, and and um, and it's just this experience of, of building creatively together. Um, such as the conversation we're having at this moment. So that's been a very um, just awesome experience, and and I feel just very privileged that um, that we can build such relationships internationally. I was very touched by um, both be being with you as you were creating at Performing the World, and your the total heart that you put into your work and what you brought there. And um, I also was able to participate in some of the social therapeutic groups at Performing the World. And just to affirm that as a play-based union therapist, I really believe it's very revolutionary and mirrors my love of and knowing that we can we can have both personal and professional together, that there really isn't a wall that comes down between those two. And so, Jorge, I wonder if you'll share a bit um, about your playful uh, teaching with high school students about social-emotional learning. What is that like, and what stories can you tell us about your work with high school students? Well, with, with high school students in, in Mexico, it's a um, very different way to approach to education because we are not working just with the students. We are working also with the teachers and with some families. And we are trying to um, involve as a community, a high school community, to analyze their problems that, that they have, not academical problems, the social, social, psychological problems that they had, or also the problems that the youth had, and and now how can they work with to try to go beyond those problems and find some solutions? And one of the ways that we are trying to work with is through play, also for the students and and for the teachers. Uh, sometimes we we think that 
we can play also with children or with the young people. But when we are playing with the teachers uh, to trying to to get a different environment, uh, it's very very different because they can see the problems in a different way, and they can also see their students as a people, not like a student. A student is a role, and the people is something with you can share more than um, a class. Um, classroom, and so when they are seeing them like a person and the students like a person, they can do a different connection, and also they can see that problems in a different way, and they can help them in also a different way. So this is very important for us because uh, the problems are not just for the youth. It's a social problem, and we are all involved in that, and we all can um, can do some things to try to solve that problem. And maybe we cannot find the the solution, but we can approach to that, and we can do something to that situation could be uh, more um, great for for all. So that's that's very very important because we are trying to change the relationships between the actors in the schools, and then they can work in a different way in order to solution that that specific problems that sometimes in the school they didn't um, talk about. I mean, in the school it's very traditional that they can see the problems only academically, but when the social cultural problems emerge, they don't have um, the tools or they don't have how to um, how to work with that and we are trying to to work with in a different way. Do you see new environments being created through your work? Yeah. We are, we are trying to to that environment be more creative, and um, well, that could be a tool um, for um, um, try that that kind of issues, that problems with them. And uh, well, if there's more creativity in them, then the also the schools could be uh, very different uh, spaces to learn. Different at the traditional way. I mean, the young people have more um, um, motivations to go to school because the environment could be different. That also just learn at the traditional way. Miguel, part of your uh, interest and and study has been around the topic of. Latin American community psychology, and based on some of your both study as well as your applied work every day in in your country, what lessons might our communities here in in this country take from the work that you're doing? Sometimes I know we get focused on our own cultures and our own communities and think that we have all the answers, but I know we don't. And uh, I'm wondering, you know, what insights from your understanding of Latin American community 
building community psychology? What do we take from from that? Well, one of the the most important lessons is um, that um, a lot of a lot of problems, in the, you know, it, um, you know, uh, depression or anxiety or um, even schizophrenia are viewed as a problem of the individual. And increasingly, I think there is uh, a, a strong, um, strong efforts to understand all of the, the different problems biologically. And I and what I I love of of doing Latin American social um, social community uh, social work and also social therapy is. Um, that bring the focus on the environments that uh, create those, the conditions so that people, um, even if they do have a, a, a condition, um, it, 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 um, I, you know, as you know, clear as a physical disability, um, it, it's the society that 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 brings. Or that that creates the condition. Um, yesterday, I was um, uh, talking with with my colleagues in in, in the uh, a special education uh, course that that I'm beginning to take, and um, it's the institutions that decide what learning is. But every every one of us learns, and everyone. Uh, every one of us um, develops, but the institutions are the ones that mark what is learning, what's correct learning, when you're behind, and and um, and then um, constructs procedures of, uh, to fix that. And community approaches, um, rather than looking. Directly at the individual and seeing what what is what's wrong with the individual, um, tries to uh, change something in the environment, change something in how uh, people are relating to the individual, and many times it, it turns out that the problem is not a problem at all when you build something different. Um, so, for example, in, in our play centers, all the time, uh, um, teachers from nearby schools send their hyperactive kids, and they'll tell us, you know, this kid is ho hopeless. But as soon as they walk into our environment, and uh, we, they're allowed to uh, be active, they're allowed to be playful, um, and then that works in their advantage, and that helps them learn. So the disability doesn't is not a disability there. And um, I think a lot of that um, it, it's a very important lesson. It's not that um, that that uh, you, you don't have to. Uh, uh, um, not that I'm not negating that there are not. Um, 
disabilities or not, you know, biological things. I am saying that we as a society decide how to respond to the different um, different people. So um, I've learned uh, throughout the years with um, Latin American social community um, psychology and now social therapy that um, there's a lot to be done as a society and as a community. Um, and, and if we can create um, conditions where people um, so-called disabilities become essential to the community, then the disability disappears. Miguel, um, I think that's that, that, that connection is such a good reminder to um, what has happened in this country recently with, with myself living in the state of Connecticut where the, the horrible shooting happened at the school and your reminder of, of what role does does the environment and the community play in such horrible examples and to help us think about doing that, um, how we approach this um, differently in the future, hopefully. Uh, our time is um, at the end. We want to thank you both, Jorge and Miguel, for joining us on Creativity and Play. Uh, Jorge Orciaga and Miguel Cortez are educators and community builders in Juarez, Mexico. Our theme music is Kindergarten, composed and performed by Jonathan Batiste. You can listen to this show and previous shows again and find more information about our guests and coming shows at creativityandplay.com and find Creativity and Play on Twitter, Facebook, and iTunes as well. Creativity and Play is a production of the International Center for Creativity and Imagination in partnership with the National Creativity Network. I'm Steve Gelberg. And I'm Mary Alice Long. If you want more information about how to contact Jorge or Miguel, please email me at maryalice at playequalspeace.com and I'd be happy to send them you to them. Thank you. <laughs>